jumping into a conversation with another successful membership site owner. And if you have ever thought about adding recurring revenue to your business with a membership, or you have a membership and you want to make it that much better, I signed up for Stu McLaren's program in 2019 and used it to launch my first membership. And then I went through it again in 2021 and grew my membership, which had 60 people at the time, to over 200 in about six months. That's how great his blueprint and all of the stuff that he teaches is and how well it works. If you would like that for yourself, he only opens the program once a year and it's open right now. Only until this Thursday. So if you'd like to sign up, just learn more about it. Plus, if you sign up through my referral link, I am offering a bunch of bonuses. I want to work with you to help create your membership and develop the social media marketing strategy for it. All you got to do is go to streamlinerspodcast.com slash TME, just letters TME for the membership experience, okay? Streamlinerspodcast.com slash TME. You can also find that link in the show notes. I love Kim Thornton's story because her membership, if you will, was an in-person thing. And then it became an online thing. And now it's both. And she's reaching people right in front of her when she does her thing, as well as around the world virtually. So Kim, give us a 30-second rundown about your membership and who you serve. I am the Chief Zest Officer for DanceFitCentral.com, where we feature good music, good, great moves, anytime, anywhere, for in-person or online. So we've been kind of uh, discussing a lot the fears and worries that go around starting a membership. And um, the top three in the poll I did was, uh, one, nobody will join. Two, people won't want to pay on a regular basis. Uh, Three, tech will be too complex and expensive. Before going down this route, what do you feel like maybe was your biggest worry or concern? And then how did you overcome that? Well, I didn't want to start a fitness business. It is not what I set out to do. Um, I have a longstanding other business that I've been working on. And through a series of events, this really became like the ripe, low-hanging fruit when things were not available to have uh, go to a fitness center or a gym and work out, I actually started my online business first before the actual in-studio. So the biggest fear was, is it sustainable? Is this a fluke? And do I get all invested, right? All the parts and pieces. And then like the bubble bursts, and then I'm left with nothing. And then I start back from ground zero. That was my biggest concern is like, is this sustainable? Now I know there's like tons of other fitness, dance, fitness things out there. But for me, this was so like, it, it just wasn't what I had set out to do. So then anything I want to do, I want to do it well. I want to go forward and I want it to be sustainable. So that was the thing, like, can I keep it up? And will there be enough to keep it going? So you're, you're change and take it away. Yeah. So your worry was, is this a pandemic only membership because you were focusing on online? Pretty much. I mean, it started because we're all in lockdown and I still needed to move my body and my, the, the students that I've been teaching for the last eight, nine years, they still needed to move. So we just started doing it online together. And so your in-person people came back and they're yeah. taking classes in person now, but then you're streaming to people all over the world. And then you've recently added another component where you're actually providing these classes for organizations like parks and rec departments and things like that. Yeah. Well, here's the funny thing. When the online opportunity came, BC before COVID 
or no, after COVID, during pandemic, um, some of my students don't want to go back to a community center, even though they've been lifelong members. Mm-hmm. They are preferring the online experience, which was really like, that was my biggest fear. And then I'm like questioning, well, here we go. Fear proven wrong. These are folks that don't ever want me to stop streaming. And so basically it was kind of split. I have some of my now members are in studio in front of me. And then at the same time, I have a webcam and I'm, I have an online community, which yes, now includes students and members from other organizations that those organizations have seen value in offering this as a benefit to their members. So now there's this whole world, like every class literally is intercontinental, if not international at this point, which is like that, that took me, um, that nearly takes my breath away. Like I feel so honored to lead them as well as like, it feels so special to know that we can all still do this and that the world got a little smaller and yet we can still have a party. Yes. That's so cool. And, and, you know, I've, I have to admit, I've actually uh, taken one of uh, Kim's classes. I took one in person when I was in Washington state last year. And, and I told her, I said, I am not a dance fit person, but if I was, you'd be my person. Like she, she does a great job, which is why people are willing to follow her online and, and, uh, and continue to do that, which is great. So this wasn't what you planned. It was just kind of what seemed to be available to you. What year did you go through uh, Stu McLaren's course? So I started 2019. So looking back as you kind of went through the course experience, do you feel like, what do you think, where do you think you would be had you not gone through that and didn't have the blueprint of Stu and all the people that he's worked with and things like that? I wouldn't be doing this. I wouldn't have. and, And I love this so much. I was afraid of it. You know, there was something, um, there was a quote I heard earlier today. I'm just going to say it was like um, taking an idea and turning it into a livelihood. Mm. That just, oh my gosh, it resonates. And, you know, I, a lot of us, I think, are, are people of many hats, like your, your professional, your corporate career, and then like your passions and hobbies. And I really just didn't, didn't think or trust that I could take the hobby. I've been teaching for oh, 15, 16 years and being a student since I was three. So, I mean, moving my body's always been in my life, but to take that and, and to trust that I could actually grow into something that could help sustain my family felt just like too big of a wish. It felt like too much of a miracle to really happen. So hearing Stu and the other people's stories and, and then kind of rubbing shoulders with them online um, and, you know, the, the, the different aspects of when we're, you know, all on a Zoom call together in a breakout session and other things, I kind of got desensitized to my own inhibitions about it and started being in this yes. pool of people where things were possible. Like the things that I didn't think were possible were happening for everyone else. So then why not me? And they're like, well, why not me? Right. And you could just make it easy. And I, I mean, I really did. My membership happened the formal way that this happened. If, for those that are listening, I didn't make an announcement. I started invoicing people on a recurring basis. That was the dun, dun, dun. That became the formal birth of my membership instead of making sure students are signing up every week. I just started taking the, the 15 or so that I started with that were following me. I just started like, hey, I'm just going to bill you for the month. Cool. All right. Awesome. And there you are. 
it was born. Like there was no bells and whistle. I didn't have a huge launch. It was just so small, but easy and sustainable. <laughs> it took no tech. It's just like, you need a way to take payment and an email. Like that was it. It was so stinking simple. And I had, I think for my corporate career, um, I've had a lot of executive positions and whatnot, and, and I ran a clinic for a decade. So in my mind, I was building this big scaffolding that I had to have all these things in place. And like, I totally did not. <laughs> so going through Sue's course is obviously a big investment. Um, what would you say to somebody that is kind of on the fence and worried about their membership idea and whether it will work and things like that? So I made my pivots uh, a year a year and a half after I made that initial investment. And I, I think about my college education. I have a degree in law and justice. I am not working in that system. And I think that was a massive investment of four years and probably five digits worth. This was easy because in my mind, I knew even if I don't use it right now, when I have that in my toolbox, I'll be ready to bring it out. Like I, I felt good just knowing that I'm going to invest in the knowledge so that even if I maybe don't start my own membership, what if I help someone else? Or what if my next um, contract job I'm managing, like what I'm going to glean out of there is going to help me in every other aspect of my life. So it was almost like too many wins to pass up. Like it was just like, there's too much good stuff in here that applies in every, like you could think of your, your, your household as a membership. You can think of your neighborhood and how can I use these things to make myself and my community better and, you know, just amplify being a better human and all of those things. There you go. Well, and you also kind of described the heart of people that are in Stu's world where they're kind of, you know, they're not only thinking about their own families, but also it's like, oh, and who else can I help? And, and which is a big testament to why that community is the way it is. And I also love that you compared it to a college degree and not to take anything away from what a college degree provides, because I think it's far more than the degree and even what happens in the classroom. But I can confidently say that my investment in tribe has earned me far more than, than what I learned in college did. So you are uh, going through the membership experience again this year, like I am? Oh my gosh, every, <laughs> every year, every year, even as an alum, you know, because it's, it's like reading a book and how you read it when you're 12 versus 18, 24, and in your 30s, you're at, you're at a different season. You've got different life experience. And so the things that you cherry pick out of the experience that are applicable in the now moving forward, you know, I wouldn't wear 12 year old, my shoes when I was 12, right. You need to like refresh and the, and the membership experience, the course itself has been refreshed. So I'm like unbeaded breath. Like what else have we learned? You know, all the things that from the membership itself that we as the collective have contributed to what Stu's going to share um, but the industry and, and how world events has shifted and made memberships so much more a household, well-received kind of entity for doing business with. It's normal. It's a norm now for most people. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm excited to go through it again with you and uh, Stu and all of that. And congratulations on your success, which I know will continue to grow. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for chatting with us about this, Kim. Got it. Thank you. 
So you heard her story, and maybe you know my story and about how having a membership has allowed me to have consistent revenue, even though the last couple of years have been very uncertain, and that I get to spend more time with my kids because I cut my work hours. And because I'm location independent now, my family actually traveled for six months in 2021 all over the United States where we live with the kids. Super, super fun. And the amazing thing about memberships is it's just as easy in most cases to make a recurring sale as it is to make a one-time sale. So the amount of work it takes to make a sale for $29 or $97 can actually pay off big time when you change that into a membership because then it becomes 10 payments or 20 payments or 100 payments of $29 or $97. Can you imagine the impact a model like this would have on your bank account, your customers, your family? What if you had a business model, too, that didn't depend on you 24-7? Like, to me, this is the way that as business owners and entrepreneurs, we can have paid vacation because the memberships serve our people and bring in income even when we're not there. If any of those scenarios get you fired up, then take 60 seconds, go to streamlinerspodcast.com slash TME to look at Stu McLaren's membership experience. That is what I used to start my membership in 2019. I went through it again in 2021 and grew my membership from 60 members to over 200 in about six months. Now, I don't want you to sign up unless you feel like it's right for you, but he does only open it once a year because the program starts coming up on Monday, May 2nd. So take a moment right now. Again, go to streamlinerspodcast.com slash TME. TME is short for the membership experience. You can find that link in the show notes as well. Streamlinerspodcast.com slash TME. When you get there, you're going to see all of these additional support bonuses that I want to give you if you sign up for the program and to go with through it with me this year. Okay. And then you can click through and read all about the full program. Streamlinerspodcast.com slash TME.